0: And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 252, aka year six, week two, uh, meaning if you if you missed the new way I'm calling these things, uh, last week we started a new year of the Anarchist Experience, I'm tired of seasons, we're doing it by year now, makes it easier for me to keep track of, so if you missed year six, week one, go find that, uh, and now we're at year six, week Coming at you this week, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since uh, five years going, we give out phone numbers, four and a half years of those. You guys don't use them. 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so, so what's going on with you this week, MC?
1: Uh, well, I had a thought. Um, in order to get people to call our phone number, maybe we should uh, manufacture a coronavirus and and get people to, you know, dox
0: us on the internet and then, you know, people will call us all the time. You just put that out to Zero Hedge? Is that where? Yeah. like Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the guys who did it. <laughs> Harass us instead. We are looking for trouble and we are coming after it yeah well, we haven't done it yet, but it's just a plan you know i mean <laughs> well we don't we don't actually have to do it. Is't that the beautiful thing about it? We just say we did it oh right?
1: okay well, yeah
0: if you want to talk to the guys who created the coronavirus, the number for you is three oh three 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 five ninety five twenty seven or three oh three eight three five thirteen oh one that's three oh three 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 five ninety five twenty seven or three oh three eight three five thirteen oh one 1301 it could also be like the the Colorado suicide hotline maybe just get those. <laughs> whatever uh, is that too much mm, overboard yeah i don't i don't
1: you know I, I like to help people but i maybe i'm not qualified i don't know
0: <laughs> i don't know i just i see those posts going up a lot right Like yeah, my stepdad yeah. posted one again today on facebook is like how many of my friends will share this if you're in crisis call this number Hey, why not call us you know we'll We'll will will give you a piece of our mind. As I was saying to MC before the show, uh, the beautiful thing about me is I am neutral. I call it right down the middle, Daddy, just like I see it. Uh, uh, in, in every case, you know, to the best of my ability, uh, which leads into some other things. But you you brought yeah, up the yeah. coronavirus thing. I've got some articles on it, so we can we can get into it from a different perspective as well. Uh, but you brought it up because you wanted to talk about. Uh, twitter banning zero hedge um you know for for some controversy and so we we did a little bit of of research prior to coming on the air here to make sure that we knew what the story was and they were they they got accused of doxing the scientist um who allegedly and when i say allegedly only by zero hedge at this point right? <laughs> as far as we know <laughs> as far as as far as we know zero hedge allegedly. Doxing the scientists who allegedly uh, released the coronavirus, uh, making it a, a manufactured uh, epidemic, pandemic. I don't know what's what's the term I am looking for there. A manufactured crisis uh, in China, and therefore losing losing their Twitter privileges, whatever that means. So, you you had some thoughts on that, MC? Um. Well, first of all, what is doxing? Uh, it's basic. It's it's basically giving out public information oddly enough right or or private information that's then made public about uh, an individual or a group's um, you know full legal name address phone number and then basically sicking the internet uh, on them to to go do things in real life okay. right so like,
1: it's so it's a form of
0: cyberbullying or something like that. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good way to describe it as well. It it can be cyberbullying if people right. act on it. Sure, right. Sure. Otherwise, there's plenty of there's plenty of databases available that have publicly available information that you can search. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of you know if if you get the name of the scientist, I don't know how well China's you know databases are, but it, Zero Hedge found him. Right. Zero Hedge found the phone number. They found the address. I don't know what it took for them to get it, uh, but they found it. I'm going to say with relative ease, and therefore it was already probably available. And you know, like they didn't, you know, they they weren't snooping around China trying to find the, you know, the factory and, you know, uh, surveilling the factory and or, or and surveilling the scientists to find out who this guy was. You know, they found some information and they made it public, and they they put out a, a call to action. Uh, potentially, right? It was uh, a call to action to, ah, uh, you. Here's from their their tweet: You should probably pay the Chinese scientist a visit. Mm. You know, after <laughs> after publishing his information, right? As if yeah. as if the guy who released the virus. Like, do you really want to go talk to that guy? Is that really <laughs> your best? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's everybody's got, <laughs> lining up to get to him. <laughs> he's got biochemical weapons at the ready, and you just want to go fucking ring his doorbell. Sounds like a bad idea to me. <laughs> Let's think this through. You know, that's all I'm saying. So, but, uh, so, so your thought, uh, again, your thoughts, you know, cyberbullying. It is cyberbullying. You think uh, Zero Hedge was, was in the wrong. Twitter was in the wrong. Where, where are you coming down on this issue?
1: No, I just wanted to say that before uh, an hour ago, I didn't, I didn't know the, the rationale behind uh, Twitter banning uh, Zero Hedge, so now I know I kind of I get it. I I I kind of you know that's that's their policies. They don't want people uh, targeting people targeting individuals. Uh, they don't want people. They don't want random internet folk. Uh, you know, uh,
0: singling other, out indiv-
1: yeah, yeah, singling out other individuals on the platform and, and harassing them. So uh, I I can see that. I can see their point. Um, now, if if he really did create the virus or release it or accidentally release it or whatever, uh, if he had anything to do with it, um, you know, maybe he's he's gonna get what's coming to him anyway. Um, China's kind of um, known for being uh, heavy-handed, um, <laughs> to to say politely. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, the, the, they they don't care for. Uh, People's individuals' lives as as much uh, as we might over here. So, they, uh,
0: yeah, he might he might not hold on to his head for very long. Um, do you think him releasing it? Let's let's assume that this is all true. Do you think that the scientist released the virus on purpose to to stir up something in China? Uh, do you think it was like an accidental thing? Because they're obviously doing research, right? Even even American like drug companies use sure. these things to do their research on you know more drugs to sell you was it on orders of the chinese government like where you know it's all theory at this point but where yeah yeah so there's
1: more than i that i don't know than i do and so all of it all of it right now is is just fun for me to create conspiracy theories which uh theories are okay but acting on them is maybe not the best thing to do (laughs) so (laughs) um so Let's see. What do I believe? I don't. I don't. Right now, I don't believe anything. Okay. So, yeah, I don't. I don't have a a stake in the game
0: or anything like that. So, fair enough. Like I said, I, I've got some other cor, uh, coronavirus articles from a different perspective. Uh, I'll th- I'll just throw out a couple of the headlines, and then if we if we do get to it, um, we we can talk about them. But I want to transition to something else real quick. Kind of bouncing off what you just said. Uh, headline: Must government save us from the coronavirus? And uh, headline: Chinese pharmacy to pay $430,000 fine after it hikes face mask prices by six times as the coronavirus spread overshadows SARS. So that's a couple of the articles. Uh, a little bit later in the show, um, but let's let's briefly talk about um, the Twitter ban in general uh, and the whole like social media. Shadow banning, dark banning, just you know, kicking people off platforms, um, only because uh, one of the things that I was working on prior to the show um, was getting the Anarchist Experience shut down ready, I guess. Uh, So we now there's now uh, an official group on the Telegram platform, if you're familiar with that. So the t.me slash the Anarchist Experience is where you can go to for that. Uh, It'll probably look a lot like the current Facebook group because there's not a lot of activity and I just use it to, to post the articles that I find for show prep. And if you want to read them ahead or add to it, you're more than welcome to do that there. Uh, and I've got the anarchist experience channel. Um, you know, Oh, that's the the link is for the channel. T.me slash the Anarchist Experience takes to the channel. There's also an Anarchist Experience group that you can search for because I don't, I don't have the link ready for that yet. Was working on that, and then we had to hit the showtime. So the channel, uh, again, it's going to look like the Facebook page, I guess, which is similar to the group because no one interacts there. But, you know, if you, if you want to get in on the channel, um, go ahead. Start, you know, subscribe to that. Get in on the group. Just search for the group. Uh, I made it public, so come and go as you please if I have to. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't like to be too heavy handed on stuff like this. Um, so post what you want, uh, you know, show related, I guess, or not. And the only thing that really ever gets blocked or banned from, you know, from, from the Facebook platform or other social media platform is blatant spam, right? Like I don't, I don't really care what you're selling, you know, go, go sell it somewhere else. But if you have, uh, a valuable contribution intellectually or otherwise to the show, uh, by all means, you know, get that ready that way, just in case, right? Because, you know, people get kicked off Twitter. People get banned from other platforms. People get banned from Facebook. Uh, there's the whole, like, never Facebook or we're getting off Facebook or, you know, Facebook exit, just like the Brexit thing um, where people are just leaving. And at least where I'm at uh, in, in real life, right, uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which we'll get into a little bit as well, uh, at least where I'm at, Telegram seems to be the, the platform of choice for a lot of people and for a lot of different things. So guess who's jumping on that bandwagon? Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate uh, Telegram having as onerous rules and restrictions as Facebook and Twitter. So we can probably get away with more there uh if you want to um and I think it'll take a little bit longer for them to get to a point where they're big enough to start uh shutting down li- liberty friendly and anarchist channels and groups so preparing preparing to leave you know i've we've had one foot out the door for a while I guess you know i don't I don't pitch the Facebook group or the uh or the Facebook page as much you know i I've been using the minds link. Um, just because who knows, right? Like people, you know, face, Facebook has been more heavy handed recently with their, with their bans and their 30 days without it kind of a stuff. So I figure, you know, let's, let's be preemptive before I catch one of those and moving to telegram. So there you go. So telegrams out there for you get on that, join us there and that's it. So yeah, that way, if we do get banned on Twitter or Facebook, there's something else. Um, now the other thing that I wanted to talk to talk about before we get into the the headlines is again, like I said, moved here for the Free State project um, at the end of 2018. So I've got over a year under my belt living in New Hampshire and don't plan on moving uh, again anytime soon despite you know some of the other opportunities and options available. Um, but the 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 free State project, uh, or at least, you know, members of the Free State Project, not a lot, maybe one or two, a handful, um, have, has, have raised my ire uh, <laughs> over the, the, the events of the week. Um, and when I say that, uh, currently going on right now, as we're doing this show, the Free State Project has their annual Liberty Forum. Uh, and, if, and if you wanted to go, um, you've already missed out at least on day one for the most part. And if you listen to the show anytime after I post it, uh, you've already missed the event because it's this weekend, February 1st and 2nd, somewhere in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, and I can't give you the secret fucking handshake location, uh, because that's part of the ire that was raised. Uh, so, uh, you know, I get, I get a, a text from M and she goes like, Hey, hey, you know, we have a friend who's gonna be down at the Liberty Forum, and they wanted to go like hang out for a bit. And I go, all right, that's cool. She goes, where is it? I go, I don't know, right? I had no, I had no plans on going. I wasn't, I didn't buy tickets in advance. Um, you know, they cut the, they cut the show down. They cut the form down to two days. Uh, charged the commensurate price from last year. Last year it was three days for one hundred and fifty. This year it's you know two days for a hundred bucks. Um, so I'm like, man, I I've got better things to spend my money on. I'm not planning on going out there anyway. Um, so I don't really know. Like I'm not in the loop as far as like where this thing is. Um, so I go like, well, let me check. Right? Let's let's go to the the Facebook group that's been created months in advance for this thing, and no location, right? Just just Manchester, New Hampshire, right? And I go, okay, that's fine. Uh, website right L- you know libertyforum2020.com or nhlibertyforum.com or whatever it happens to be uh and it's not there either and you know it's a, and it, it took a little bit of digging because the venue was way down at the bottom of the page like you you have to scroll through so much uh i'm gonna say garbage but i'm gonna say in, uh, garbage to me information to you to get to where the actual venue was right you can you can see that the event's happening you can see the city that it's happening in you can buy tickets you can read the speaker list you can see the videos from past liberty forum events and then way down at the bottom they go oh yeah by the way is that the best western right i go okay so you know at least (laughs) (laughs) i go well that's dumb Right, that's a terrible place to put that information. If someone, you know, as far as web design and and you know customer centric activities is concerned, you know, if someone's coming to your web page or your Facebook page or your Facebook group or whatever, like basic information should be crystal clear right at the front, you know, top front and goddamn center. In my opinion, uh, I shouldn't have to go scrolling way down. Um, you know, to, to find this information. So here's, this is what I posted, uh, on Facebook. Cause again, you know, use that more than telegram. Uh, wow. Liberty for this was yesterday. Liberty forum is tomorrow already. And the venue is a fucking mystery across all official channels, right? You go to fsp.org, not there, right? You go to the Liberty forum, uh, way down at the bottom. You go to the Facebook page, you know, where the, where the event is posted on Facebook, not there. Right, and I go well. Okay, so I'm just I'm venting at this point because who does that? It's a little bit of frustrating, um, and it's it's me providing feedback to the organization, mm-hmm. the only way I know how, and that is right down the middle, daddy, up front, in your face, and probably a little abrasive, uh, but it gets the message across, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you you hear me loud and fucking clear. Uh, when I have when I have something to say and I feel that it's important to say it, uh, because I don't like to mix words, I don't like to you know I don't like to beat around the bush, just bam right in your face, and then the, you know then the 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 free staters right fan uh, again I'm a member of the project count me, you know clue me in count me in on this, um, but a couple of them one in particular just wanted to, like to defend this decision to the death, right like. No, when you buy your ticket, they tell you where the event is. No, the Free State Project has a lot of heat in town. It's not very well liked. So to prevent protests and, you know, doxing, if you will, and cancellations from the venue, you know, we hide these things, right? They they purposefully don't tell you where the event is being held uh for fear of what may happen if they do, right? And all and 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 a, and a whole bunch of <coughs> excuse me, a whole bunch of nonsense in line with that. And I'm just not buying it, right? So, you know, so I go, what's the, what, what's the other two, you know, Liberty conventions, uh, freedom oriented events that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, you know, the Liberty con, right? So I go to the Liberty, I go to the Liberty con, I Google Liberty con, I go to their website, front and goddamn center date and location, right? Right next to the logo. What else is available? Uh, you know, freedom fest. What's right on their website? Fucking date and location, front and center. So LibertyCon, Con, Freedom Fest has nothing to hide as far as, you know, their dates and their locations, uh, but the Free State Project, right, Liberty Forum, it's got to be sneaky beating around the bush, right? And so, so just it's ridiculous. I'm, you know, I, I said, I'm calling, I'm, I'm still calling BS on that as like the official reason to me. This dude is like covering up for gross negligence uh, on behalf of, of high ranking party members, right? Like you you find the you find the venue, and to make it worse, right? This is where M got a little bit confused. Uh, they changed the venue, right? It's been at the same location for like years in a row, uh, and this year different spot, right? So if you were like, ah, you just you just in the neighborhood, ah, I'll go check it out. I know it's this weekend. It's been in the same spot for five, you know, five or seven years or whatever. No, they moved it, and they're still keeping it a secret. And I had I had one uh, one friend jump in, right, like you know, on, on my behalf, and basically said like, yeah, it's kind of dumb that they do that, uh, because he was trying to get he would, you know he I guess he bought a VIP ticket, and there was like some VIP event venue, that even he didn't know where the VIP event was. Right, they were like they hid that away from people who paid extra money for the tickets uh, until like last night. You know, I forget what time uh, all this went down, uh, but you know, last night he found out that the event was like ongoing. Right, it's like oh my god, it's it's already happening, and I'm missing it uh, because the organization failed to communicate a vital piece of information uh, to to uh, to Free State Project Movers. To potential movers, to Liberty uh, Convention attendees, right? Like so important if you're if you're trying to plan ahead, uh, you know, to the you know to to, to make an to make an event or to make a trip or whatever it is, wherever you're coming from, uh, how important that little piece of information really is. I need to know the when. I need to know the where, right? Where, when, who? We already know it's the organization. Uh, what you know, Liberty Forum. Like the basic questions are already answered, but who? Uh, I mean the 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 where and the when are vital, right? And then I had another friend uh, who I would consider a friend one of the, you know one of the one of the handful of people that I'm relatively close with uh, in the in the city that I reside in uh, posted like a, a little crybaby uh, like gif or gif however you want to say it. I was like, are you insinuating that I'm a crybaby for for providing this feedback um, and without without actually saying yes. Uh, said yes. Right, I was like, if uh, you know, my post was, if you're calling me a crybaby, we need to talk, you know. And he said, well, then let's talk. So we're gonna talk. I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, he's busy doing God knows what, God knows where. Probably his he's actually uh, I'll, I'll give him some credit. He's at the Alt Expo, uh, giving a presentation on like uh, mesh networking, and you know, uh, providing community internet. Uh, so if if you didn't get check that out, find a way to check that out because that I think. Uh, is a worthy, worthy cause, um, mm-hmm. as far as getting away from, from the corporate internet structure. But, but to say that I'm a crybaby over this, give me a fucking break. Like how much dick do you need to suck of the high ranking party members to say that me going like, Hey dude, your fucking, you know, your, your event location isn't posted anywhere fucking convenient, uh, is somehow me being a crybaby about this. Uh, you you tell me. I I respect your opinion, MC. Am I a crybaby for pointing this out, or is that something that you know? If you were looking for an event, you would know where the fucking event was.
1: Uh, well, I was I would say you're you're probably right that uh, it wasn't advertised correctly, and you know I don't know what should be done about that because I'm my I don't have any any. Uh, hands in that game either. So
0: it well, it's too late to do anything now, but the organizers for next year's event should probably like think about that when they're putting together their promotional material.
1: Yeah, well they should care.
0: <laughs> they should. They absolutely should.
1: <laughs> and they shouldn't they shouldn't call people crybabies uh over something uh you know, kind of obvious and
0: uh yeah. <laughs> You with, Okay, so that's, that's another conversation that I had with M, right? Like, I think it should be obvious. M agrees with me that it should be obvious. I appreciate you agreeing with me because that's usually a good thing to do, that it should be obvious, right? So regardless of the cryberry thing, this should be an obvious thing, right? You want people to attend the event. The event has been shrinking, right, and getting progressively worse uh, over the years. As, you know, as far as I know that's feedback that I've gotten from previous attendees, right? You would think that uh, doing a better job of promoting it would be uh, a priority in some form or fashion, right? And so, so you know, I'm, I'm having this conversation with Em after, you know, she she posts her little comment. I go, oh, man, let me read your little comment. All right, good. You know, she considers it a neutral comment because she's not trying to rock the boat. I don't give a fuck. I rock boats. It's what I do. It's why I do this show uh as well right because you know boats need to be rocked and i i am the rockingest boat motherfucker uh, as far as i can tell <laughs> so without going overboard right like you know there there's the the alt-right people that like are, they're, they're just dumb right <laughs> like right like i I've, I've listened to some i'm on free talk live sunday night so I've, i listen to some of the shows during the week and they they call in and just you know they're, they're troll callers uh And they're prank callers and whatever, and they just, they spout off dumb things that I don't think, you know, it, it doesn't add, it doesn't add any value to the conversation, right? It's, it's it's like edgy for edginess sake. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am abrasive, right? I get it. I'm an abrasive personality. I'm an abrasive person. I piss people off.
1: Yeah, you're, but, you're not you're not so much edgy as you are abrasive. I will give you that. Yeah.
0: Okay, right. So I'm not. So when I say rock the boat, right, I'm not trying to be edgy. And like, oh, just you know, we're just gonna say dumb shit for the sake of saying dumb shit, right? I I say what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm perceiving things in just an abrasive manner, and as you just you either deal with it or you don't. You either accept the feedback uh, as it as it is given or you don't. And I don't really care how you do it, right? Um, so, I'm, you know, so I'm talking with Em and she goes like, well, why do you think that is? Like, what is, what is, what is wrong with these people? I go, well, if you really want to know my opinion, here's my opinion. Uh, and and this, is, this is, you know, I, I can say this with, with a little bit of confidence. Uh, I'm not as, I'm not well integrated into the ongoings at the organizational level of the free state project or the, the, you know, the, the nonprofit, uh, that has been formed here in the state. Um, so from, from my perspective, right. Which is, which is somewhat of an outsider still looking in, even though I've been, uh, a mover for over a year now, right. It is a well intentioned organization run by well intentioned individuals who are operating beyond their capacity right like they they are not qualified for the roles that they have within the organizational structure and a lot of that is because as a nonprofit there's a lot of like volunteer work right so you have you have very active you know active activists right very gung-ho go-get 'em personalities you know moving forward with the cause of liberty who are just not qualified to do it right like there there's some there's something to be said for for uh, skilled labor and expertise in certain areas. And when you, when you run the organization, the way it is run and you set it up the way it is set up, uh, you lend yourself to these types of oversights, uh, because people just, they don't have what it takes, right? They, they have the, they have the greatest intentions in the world. They, they, we're all, we're all on the same path, right? Move, move the state towards more freedom, move the state towards more liberty, uh, but you just—they just don't have—they don't have the skill set, right? They haven't—they haven't developed the skill set required uh, to perform their roles within the organization. So it's—it's a—I'm it, suggesting it's a—it's a deficiency uh, within the organization that might—they uh, might be able to grow out of as people like you know take on the roles and build their skill sets uh, for the role that they have been given or voted into or or elected to or whatever. Uh, but from my perspective as it stands right now, even on minor things like this, right. And there's a lot of like petty shit that goes on as well. But for minor things like this, where it's just the, the, the where and the, you know, the, the where and the, when, of when you're holding an event is, is secretive. Right. And I'm saying some, the the gentleman on Facebook said it's secretive. I think it's just an oversight. It's because, um, you, you, you have people in the organization, do, uh, in these roles that they are nowhere near ready for, and the organization can get past that, uh, but that's where I see it right now. Any th- any thoughts or comments on that, MC? I know, again, you're not here. It's not really, you know, no dog in this fight, but I get to be. <laughs> no, no, I don't really have any other comments. All right, moving on. Then you want to you want to do the the coronavirus headlines, or you want me to run through the normal headlines? Oh, whatever you want to do. All right. Uh, We talked about the coronavirus earlier, so I don't want to, I don't want to bury the lead. Eh, Yeah, look at that terminology. So let's do the coronavirus headlines. And then if we have, if depending on how that goes, uh, I'll get into the the bulk of other headlines as it were. So let's do this one first uh, because why not? So this, this is a, this is a big one, right? Because uh, here's the headline, must government save us from the coronavirus? And before we get into the article, one of the things that came up uh in one of the in one of the news cycles through one of the news cycles this week was the fact that uh china is building hospitals uh to contain this this virus right like they they run out of hospital space they need more capacity good thing they're an author- authoritarian communist dictatorship uh government down there because by god they're going to build these things in 3 days and the only way to build these things in 3 days is iron-fisted overhanded authoritarian government like demanding action and forcing people to do this uh, the free market is clearly unable uh, is cl- clearly unable to to take on that burden of building hospitals and expanding capacity because well there's just no profit motive in it Right, and if you, there's no profit motive, there, there's hard, it's hard to organize that. It's like herding cats in a free market to get all those people. But look at the efficiency of the authoritarian communist government uh, that the Chinese have put together with all their bulldozers and backhoes and whatever they takes uh, to build to build hospitals in days in days instead of weeks or months. So, got me thinking, right? Which is why I pulled up this article, like. Is that true? Is that, you know, is that the only way that it can be done? Um, I think not. And so Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute for Economic Research asked the question as well. Must government save us from the coronavirus? And here we go. In the spring of 2014, when awareness of Ebola was just beginning to dawn, a case of infection appeared in the town of Harbell, Liberia. The biggest employer in the area is Firestone. The company immediately set up a quarantine area of its hospital for the infected uh, woman who soon died. They distributed hazmat suits to workers. They researched everything they could, built a treatment center, and set up a comprehensive response. Transmission stopped. Even now, the only cases seen in this area come from outside the community. National Public Radio reported on the case and concluded, Even as the worst Ebola outbreak ever recorded rages all around them, Firestone appears to have blocked the virus from spreading inside its territory. A key key reason for Firestone's success is the close monitoring of people who have potentially been exposed to the virus and the moving of anyone who has had contact with Ebola patient into voluntary quarantine. By most accounts, this Ebola outbreak remains out of control with healthcare workers across West Africa struggling to contain it. <coughs> Excuse me. Another triumph of the market and human volition. Still, somehow the lesson here has not penetrated. As with every crisis in the history of the modern world, Ebola fears gave rise to debates over government power, just as the coronavirus has today. China has kicked into gear the largest quarantine in modern history. As Georgie once distinguished professor of the, of history and medicine at the University of Michigan has written to combat the contagion the Chinese government has taken the extraordinary step of quarantining the city of Wuhan as well as the neighboring districts and cities. The borders are sealed and all transportation out is blocked. Officials close to public transportation systems officials close the public transportation systems. Friday morning more than 35 million people woke up facing aggressive curtailments of their freedom. Is all this necessary? Uh, once looks at the numbers. It's possible that the coronavirus may not be highly contagious, and it may not be all that deadly. We also do not know yet how many people have mild coronavirus infections, but have not come to medical, but have not come to medical attention, especially because the illness begins with the mild to moderate respiratory tract symptoms, similar to those of the common cold, including coughing, fever, sniffles, and congestion. Based on data from other coronaviruses, experts believe the incubation period for this new coronavirus is about five days. Uh, The range runs from 2 to 14. But we do not yet know how efficiently this coronavirus spreads from infected person to healthy person. And because antibodies for coronavirus do not tend to remain in the body all that long, it's possible for someone to contract a cold with coronavirus and then four months later catch the virus again. The case, fat- the case fatality rate, a very important statistic in epidemiology, is calculated by dividing the number of known deaths by the number of known cases. At present, the virus appears to have a fatality rate of about 3%, which mirrors that of the influenza pandemic of 1918. But what if there are 100,000 Chinese citizens in Wuhan with mild infections that we do not know about? That would lower the case fatality rate to a mere 0.02%, which comes closer to seasonal flu death rates. If that's the case, a major disruption like the Chinese quarantine would seem foolish and cost a fortune in terms of public health efforts, interrupted commerce, public dissonance, trust, goodwill, and panic. In sum, the virus might might be as serious as any seasonal flu. Still, when people are afraid, they have this irrational penchant for reaching out to a government to save them. Never mind that the power might be abused or might not even be necessary, much less suitable power. Government is magic. If something is big, important, or crucial, people long for government to do it. Do we need a coronavirus czar operating under the Department of Homeland Security and the National Security Advisor? These are the same people who spy on your emails, record your phone calls, watch your online habits, run the TSA, security theater, and so on. What does any of this have to do with health? No one can doubt that the coronavirus will be used, just like every real crisis before it, as a means of amping up government power. The thinking goes like this. The virus is terrifying. We can't just allow people to wander around with the disease and infect others. We could all die under those conditions. So we need government to discern who has the disease, force these people against their will to stay away from others, and even put together a plan for how to deal with the mass outbreak, even if that involves creating camps of sick people and keeping them all there by force. The U.S. government has already had an extensive plan for dealing with communicable diseases, and these plans involve forcible quarantines. Uh, You can read all about it at the website for the Center for Disease Control. Regulations prescribed under this section may provide for the apprehension and examination of any individual reasonably believed to be infected with communicable diseases in a qualifying stage, and A, to be moving or about to move from state to another state, or B, to be a probable, cause, probable source of infection to individuals who, while infected with such a disease in a qualifying state, will be moving from state to another state. Such regulations may provide that if upon examination any such individual is found to be infected he must be detained for such a time and in such a manner as may be reasonably necessary. These regulations are enforced but you might be surprised at the light penalties. Any person who violates any regulation prescribed under section 264 to 266 of this title or any provision of section 269 of this title or any regulation prescribed thereunder or who enters or departs from the limits of any quarantine station, ground, or anchorage in disregard of quarantine rules and regulations, or without permission of the quarantine officer in charge, shall be punished by a fine of not more than $1,000 or by imprisonment for not more than one year or both. So, if you are willing to risk copping up $1,000 or going to the pokey for a year, you can pretty much walk around infected with anything and infect anyone else. If that's your goal, it's not likely that such penalties are going to deter you. I can't imagine anyone thinks, I would like to infect lots of people with my deadly disease, but I'm rethinking it because I just can't afford a $1,000 fine. In the meantime, the U.S. government already has the power to create sick camps, kidnap and intern people under suspicion that they are diseased, and keep people in camps for undetermined amount of time. The Surgeon General shall control, direct, and manage all United States quarantine stations, grounds, and anchorage; designate their boundaries, and designate the quarantine officers to be in charge thereof. With the approval of the President, he shall, from time to time, select suitable sites and establish such additional stations, grounds, and anchorages in the state and possession of the United States as his judgment are necessary to prevent the introduction of communicable diseases into the state and possession of the United States." Anyone concerned about human freedom should be uncomfortable with this policy, especially given the hysteria that surrounds the issue of communicable diseases. Rules don't guarantee results, and government has no solid reason to be careful about who gets put up in camps and why. It's easy to imagine a scenario in which such powers end up exposing undiseased people rather than protecting people from the disease. It's true that quarantine powers have been around since the ancient world and have been invoked through U.S. history from colonial times to the present. They are hardly questioned. I was once in a debate over the role of government and my opponent relied heavily on this power as proof that we need some government, because society is just too stupid to figure out how to deal with such a deadly problem. On the other hand, abuse of such powers is even more frequent. The problem is the low threshold concerning risk. Once government has the power, it can use it any way it wants. In World War I, prostitutes were routinely arrested and quarantined in the name of preventing the spread of diseases. In 1892, a typhus outbreak, it became common to arrest and quarantine any immigrant from Russia, Italy, or Ireland, even without any evidence of disease. In 1900, the San Francisco Board of Health quarantined 25,000 Chinese residents and gave them a dangerous injection to prevent the spread of bubonic plague. It turned out later to have been entirely pointless. We know about the Japanese internment, which ended up promoting disease. In more recent times, fears of AIDS have led to calls for arresting Mexican immigrants to prevent the spread of the disease. And it's not just about disease. The quarantine powers have been used by despotic governments all around the world to round up political enemies under the thinnest excuses. Fear of disease is as good ex- excuse as any. Uh, for a complete list of concentration and internment camps, see the Wikipedia entry linked in the article. It is really true, is it really true, that government needs quarantine powers? Let's think rationally and normally about this. Imagine that you are not feeling not so great. You go to the hospital and it's discovered you have a deadly communicable disease. Are you going anywhere? No, it's preposterous. These days, you can't even go to the office with a cough without eliciting the disdain from your fellow employees. I let out a slight cough the other day in a security line and found myself with a five-foot gap between myself and the people in front and behind me. Once a deadly disease is discovered, no one has any reason to have the attitude that one should just let it go, embrace death, and take others with you. It only takes a moment of reflection to realize this. You want to be where you can get well or at least minimize pain. If that means staying in isolation, so it is. Even if you don't like the idea, others will make sure that you do understand. Let's say you just can't stand it. You leap from the window and run. Truly, the whole of society order of social order would be organized against you, even in the absence of the use of coercion. You would stand no chance of getting so much as a place to sleep or bite to eat from anyone, anywhere. And in the real world, such a person is likely to be shot on sight. Government power is not necessary in any respect it is not likely to be effective either. And when it's not effective, the tendency is to overreact in the opposite direction, clamping down and abusing exactly what we've seen with this war on terror and China's response to the virus, which might be as serious as seasonal flu outbreaks. Still, people assume that government is doing its job. Government fails, and then the government gets more power and does awful things with it. It's the same story again and again. Remember, that is not the government that discovers the disease, treats the disease, keeps disease patients from wandering around, or otherwise compels sick people to decline to escape their sick beds. Institutions do this. Institutions that are part of the social order and not exogenous to it. Individuals don't like to get others sick. People don't like to get sick. Given this, we have a mechanism that actually works. Society has an ability and power of its own to bring about quarantine-like results Without introducing the risk that the state's quarantine powers will be used and abused for political purposes, end of the article. And I'm just going to throw this out there before I throw it to UMC. Uh, apparently, Chinese planes are landing in Hawaii. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm totally okay with it.
1: I, I'm not really afraid of the coronavirus. I mean, I don't want to get it, but uh, like, uh, I'm not. I'm not in uh, a panic about it. Um, but. Something else I want to talk about is how the government thinks and acts. And so, you know, when you go to the airport and uh, and they take your your bottle of water away and they they throw it in the, in the trash can with the whole bunch of other bottles of water because they might be bombs.
0: Yes, I <laughs> think of that's the Steve Hofstetter meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, in case it's a bomb, we're going to put it with the rest of the bombs. And where in, in case it's where, a bomb. Yeah, in the case of Obama, it'll be right next to where all the people are, uh, you know, concentrated. Forced this, to gather
0: by yeah. executive decree.
1: So, and, and similar to this, so so let's say you, you fly in from China or somewhere else, and, and they say, oh, well, you've got a fever. And so then they put you in a room with a whole bunch of other people that have fevers. Uh, so what are the chances that the coronavirus is going to... Uh, spread faster in that situation than if they were just to allow you to go home and be sick. Um yeah, I think it's 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 probably uh not going they're they're not going to be successful in their attempts to stop it anyway because uh well it's kinda it kind of travels kinda like a, a common cold anyway. Um it has an incubation period and so I I I think they're even even if it was uh, a much deadlier virus, I think they would be incapable or not competent enough to find to find, out, to find a, a good solution for it. Sure. And, is it, uh, it kind
0: of like the opposite of herd immunity? Is it like a herd, herd outbreak where if the virus is concentrated in a certain area, it's, it's more likely to spread throughout and get stronger upon its release into the wild? Type of thing, <laughs> just throwing that mm. out there.
1: No, I I don't know about that. I don't I don't think so. Um, but I do think hurting a bunch of people together that that might have the virus uh,
0: is is not a wise solution. Um, well, part of the article covers that because if you herd people that might have the virus, you're likely to hurt people who don't have the virus, and now you have a higher rate of infection than you otherwise would have been had you not herded them in.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. and and the other thing is that I guess in in Hawaii they're going to be monitoring people after they get off the plane.
0: Okay, ah, good times. So,
1: well, I mean, if if they're on the plane with somebody who's sick, they're going to catch it while they're on the plane with them. Right, and then and- they're not going to show symptoms while they're walking through the airport
0: yet so (laughs) it (laughs) it doesn't make any sense so shouldn't you be scared then mc because if it's a five-day incubation period no i'm gonna be all over the island (laughs) tracing about all the tourist areas the highly populated districts i don't i don't
1: think it's uh going to be any more deadly than uh the normal flu virus that goes around okay and
0: uh yeah so i just I mean, what, what can you do? I mean, really? Well, I mean, we, we could, we could easily transition that into the, the next article that I have here, because what you, what you have to do is take precautions on your own. Um, So I was at the, the LRN studios Sunday night, because that's the day I'm on free talk live. Um, And what, you know, one of the, the roommates who lives there, uh, you know, like peeks into the studio and he's got his like fucking painter's mask on right he's got like <laughs> full on like this is, I'm not getting sick with this coronavirus thing like you, you know it, uh, at the time this was last week Sunday so uh, whatever date that was uh, the week before Super Bowl Sunday depending on when you're listening to this uh, but he was like you know he's like oh it's it's already here in the United States right it's like it's you know there's cases in uh, California uh, Oregon, New York uh, I think New York, uh, Washington as well New York had one Uh, And then a couple days later, like, you know, New Hampshire got its first, like, all right, someone has been diagnosed in New Hampshire uh, with the coronavirus. So, you know, to protect yourself. Uh, So he did. Right. Like, I can't I can't fault him. I can't blame him for wanting to, you know, do do the best he can on an individual level to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you're not going to, if you're not going to have the government quarantine things and you're worried, you know, just, just like there's the one lone nut, right? Like a free society, uh, doesn't exclude bad behavior because, because people do crazy things and crazy people exist. Um, and you know, it's, it's just going to happen, right? Like it's, it's not a utopia, um, Similar, you know, when, when talk about the spread of like, you know, STDs and communicable diseases, uh, there are cases of that, that one like demented individual who's like purposely spreading the disease and sleeping around and, you know, know, raping everybody he can, um, because God damn it, they're going to catch the virus too. So it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility to say that you know, even even with Jeffrey Tucker, right, his market solution, uh, people don't want to get sick, and you know, uh, how did, I'm trying to find it where he said it. Uh, individuals don't like to get sick, and people, individuals don't like to get others sick, and people don't like to get sick, as if that's enough, uh, you know, to say, well, yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, we, we have this under control. No, because there are there are you know sick but twisted, demented individuals that absolutely would. You know, if, if they're like, well, I'm going down, you know, I'm, I'm taking as many people down with me as I can and would, you know, spread the disease as far and wide as possible. Therefore, uh, on an individual level, you know, if society's going to have these people anyway, and even, even under the government paradigm, right. You got to think that if someone's in the quarantine zone and they know they're going to die, they're going to try to escape, right. If, if, they're, if they're like, you know, <laughs> all right. All right, all you people with the coronavirus, you, you're, going, you're going to the incinerator, right? Like, fucking burning this now. So sorry, you're being sacrificed. Someone's going to try to get out, right? And, and if, if they get out, they're going you know, to naturally spread it anyway. My point is, what can you do from the individual level uh, to protect yourself as best you can, right? Don't go out. Don't go around people. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're that much in fear, you know, stick to, stick to what's known. Um, and if you have to go out, like wear the mask, right? I, f- I forget what the, the designation for the mask that he has was, but it's like, yeah, they're, they're sold out in a lot of places. Um, the hospital masks were sold out in a lot of places. And luckily he's a, he's a smart enterprising guy. He goes, yeah, what people don't know is like these painters masks have the same, uh, you know, virus rating, right? They're the same particle rating as all the hospital masks that are like selling out on Amazon and online and across the board. Mm -hmm. So he went down to like home Depot or whatever and just bought the painter's mask. Yeah. Good to go. Like no problem there. So if, if that's the thing, if that's what you have to do to, to, to protect yourself, to make yourself safe by all means do it. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to get on your case for that. Um, But I do, I do think that the, like UMC, the government solution, you know, the, the forced quarantine, the round everybody up to do whatever it takes to, you know, to, 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 to contain the issue is unnecessary. It's unnecessary for the reasons, like you said, down at the bottom, it's unnecessary because, you know, this particular outbreak doesn't seem to be as bad as the news media is making it out to be, um, you know, with the, with the, with the potential death rates. Um, so, you know, go out. Wear your mask. Do what you got to do. Um, and yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. So those people that are trying to do what they do to protect themselves, uh, Chinese pharmacy to pay $430,000 fine after it hikes face mask prices by six times as coronavirus spread overshadows SARS. Um, and uh, I'm going to read the article, but this is going to be your your typical case right, of supply and demand, right, finding a market equilibrium price, uh, and then the government stepping in to to smash smash that. Uh, The article, a drugstore in Beijing will have to pay a hefty fine after apparently trying to cash in on the coronavirus outbreak, hiking the price of an essential protective mask by about six times, Chinese market watchdogs have said. Uh, Beijing Jimin Kangtai Pharmacy was caught red-handed by a municipal market regulator which launched a crackdown on the shady practice in which businesses attempt to make a quick buck by selling overpriced protective gear as residents flock to the store to stockpile surgical masks and other essentials. The watchdog said Wednesday it had looked into 31 suspected cases of the practice since January 23rd. The drugstore in question however went overboard offering a particularly a particular pricey face mask nearly 6 times the price it could be bought for online to prospective buyers. The store reportedly raised the price of 3M brand masks, which normally sell for 143 yuan, uh, about $20.61 per box, to 850 yuan, $122.53 per box. The pharmacy will have to pay 3 million yuan, $434,530, after it was found by fault by the re- at fault by the regulator. The coronavirus outbreak, which originated in Wuhan, China last year, shows no signs of slowing down, claiming dozens of new victims every day. On Wednesday, China's National Health Commission updated the death toll of the virus, which climbed to 132 as of late Tuesday. The number of confirmed cases within mainland China jumped to 5,974, which is fewer than there were during the severe acute respiratory syndrome SARS epidemic in southern China between November 2002 and July 2003. The SARS outbreak went on to spread to multiple countries and killed 349 people in China and over 770 globally. The number of those infected with coronavirus might still increase exponentially as the number suspected, uh, but not yet confirmed cases in China now stand at 9,239. The disease has spilled over to more than 15 countries, including the U.S., Canada, France, Germany, as well as China's immediate neighbors. Dozens of cities, including Wuhan, have been put on lockdown by the Chinese authorities in hopes of curbing the spread of the deadly virus. The self-imposed blockade left many foreigners living in Wuhan and other Chinese cities in the Hubei province trapped, prompting the governments of the U.S., Japan, Australia, India, and several other countries to come up with urgent evacuation plans. Uh, The U.S. and Japan became the first two countries to airlift their stranded citizens from Wuhan on Wednesday. India sent a formal request to Beijing to allow it to proceed with the evacuation on Tuesday. Uh, And I don't have another update on this article for that. Uh, So that's the end of the article. Uh, So I already kind of explained uh, my general feelings, your thoughts, MC on six times the price for these desperately necessary face masks.
1: Uh, I think we've talked about that plenty of times. Um, Whatever somebody wants to charge, that's up to them what they charge. um, maybe if they charge more then that would, uh, incentivize other people to go and compete with them and charge slightly less. And, uh, that would mean the supply would go up and then eventually the price would go down again. Uh, but what do I know? What do I know? <laughs>
0: well, ec- economics for one gave oh, you that geez. much. So, okay. So here's the thing, right? Uh, you're right. Let them charge what they want. It's unlikely that a competitor is going to have the time to enter the marketplace, uh, and, and compete at the time, right? Well, maybe, maybe with the, uh, the the iron-fisted uh, authoritarian Chinese government, they can force uh, a manufacturing facility to be built in days and gathered supplies to build these masks uh, to hand out I'm, to their citizens.
1: I'm sure there's probably boxes of masks sitting around somewhere. Just nobody had the incentive to go, you know, un, you know unbox them or, you know.
0: They're in a warehouse great. in Puerto Rico.
1: Well, Probably. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that a higher price gives the necessary incentive to to get supply higher. Um, and if you lower the price, then the supply is going to just disappear and somebody else is going to charge the higher price. Uh, so, for example, if I'm an uh, individual and, and the price is super low, well, why don't I just buy all six boxes instead of one? And then
0: charge people around me to, to buy them from me instead of from the, you know, from the business. Um, That's kind of the perspective I was going on. it. The, the other thing is if the price is low, right, they, they already admitted in the article, right, that, uh, that uh, people were were, were uh, hoarding the boxes, mm-hmm. right? They were, they were st- uh, stockpile. That's the word they used. They, they were stockpiling these things, uh, I assume, for their own personal use, right? Right. And so, what what you end up happening is like the handful of people that get to the store first, right, and buy up everything that they can afford at the low, low price of twenty dollars per box, right? That leaves no nothing available for like the second person in line, or you know, however, yeah. however you want to at, figure it out. At any price, at any price, right? So the, what the what the store is doing is tempering demand as opposed to worrying about supply, right? Going like, well. At this price, maybe you don't stockpile 17 boxes of the masks, right? Maybe you buy the few that you might use, right? And then we'll see what happens, right? So you're not you're not hoarding, you know, 50 boxes in your own personal living space. You have the few to get you through however long you know the, the crisis may last. Um, and then so does the next person, and the, you know, and and you brought up the the reseller, right? The the scalper. Uh, uh, aspect of that as well, which is if, if you keep the price low, uh, all it's going to do is, you know, again, put, put the products in the hands of a few individuals who happen to have gotten there first, right. And then the black market or the gray market or whatever you want to call it explodes. And the price goes up even more uh, because the government can't regulate that aspect of it at all. Uh, you know, personally, we've seen that a lot in Hawaii when it, when it's a uh, hurricane season, right. And the, the or tsunami threat, right, all of a sudden everything disappears off the shelf, right, it was like, ah, oh, man, why is there nothing on the shelf, and you go, well, because you're not allowed to price gouge, man, if, like, if it was $75 for a case of water, uh, you might have thought twice about buying all 17 cases, right, you know, maybe there would have been some left for you, um, but you, you want the low price, right, even though the demand has gone up, and it just, markets don't work like that, right, if, if demand goes up, uh, price needs to rise, in lieu of an increase in supply, um, and whereas I see your I see your point, MC, again about you know uh, introducing competition into the marketplace or the the aftermarket, the third party, the black market uh, prices. I just I, again I don't think I don't I don't think that there would have been enough time uh, for 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 increased production, uh, maybe increased distribution. Right, like you said, if they were sto- if they were stocked in a warehouse, being you know ready to be shipped. Right, they they could have flooded the market with back stock or you know stock ready to ready to order, um, mm. to kind of to kind of temper the price as well. So I can kind of see that. Um, but again, when you when you allow the price to go up, what you really do is you keep stock available for people who may not have gotten their first, right? And in the market, that's typically seen as a good thing. Um, and again, we we like free markets, we like market competition, um, and we like market set prices, not fucking authoritarian dictatorial state capped prices uh, for anything especially when it's as important as health issues. Excuse me. Anything else?
1: Sure. No, that's good. All oh, right, I was going to add one more thing. Because, Go for you it. You know, we're 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 all, you know, talking about solutions to this problem. Uh another one could be something like uh vitamin C. Um yeah, drink some goddamn orange
0: juice. Um
1: it's use it's 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 an acid but it's a you know it's your body's acids go down when when you have a a virus a viral infection um so vitamin c helps fight off viruses so and they have a whole bunch of different types of vitamin c so just the chewable kind or the kind you swallow in a pill form yeah or they even have a liquid kind that's suspended in oil supposed to increase absorption And there's even the extreme one where you inject it in your veins, intravenous.
0: That Uh, is a little extreme. Yeah, I've done it. Um, It made me pee like uh, instantly. (laughs) uh, But yeah, good times. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of orange juice. If it ever if it ever comes to that point, you know, I I would have usually picked up. We used to sell it at the gas station I worked at. uh, The emergency, right? Mm -hmm. The little the little vitamin C tablets. Yeah, Yeah. and and I I take the.
1: I take those every time I travel uh it helps,
0: so smart works better than oh what was that what was that uh that that fake travel thing for that teachers used to that oh man I can't think of it. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was it was the fake protection against uh the common cold do you remember this <laughs> like,
1: terraflu ter- ter- or something
0: or I don't know no it wasn't ter- oh man i'm gonna i'll I'll figure it out after the show, but it was basically a, a, a supplement. Kind of, it was kind of like a supplement, but it had okay. like, it had no, it had no backing and the claims were false. Okay. Right. It was, it was like, take this at the first onset of, of the cold or flu like symptoms. Uh, take this, you know, before you travel type of a thing, but it wasn't a vitamin C supplement. It was like, it was something else entirely. and I, I just can't remember the name of it right now, but they, they got the, the, the company, you know, the, the claims that worked cause placebo does. Um, uh, but the company got <laughs> in trouble for making false claims because in, in testing, uh, this particular product actually didn't do any didn't do anything uh, yeah. beneficial to you. So yeah, take your vitamin C if you're worried about it. Buy the face mask if you need to. Um, otherwise, uh, play the odds. Right, like 002 percent chance of death. Uh, you're probably going to survive this. Final yep. thoughts? No. Nope. All right, thanks. Wrapping it up. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com. Uh, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, What is it? The telegram channel t.me slash the anarchist experience. Uh, Do something in there. Why not? It's there now. Uh, And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, Patreon is still where we take donations, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.